0: 2020 has been one of the strangest years to date and I think we can all agree we are in dire need of a bit of festive cheer and fun and campness. I am Christmas obsessed and have a few friends who feel the same. Join us over the next few days as we laugh about the ghosts of Christmas's past, present and future. I hope this podcast keeps you company as you pick up the last of your gifts, finish up work and settle in for some cosy nights at home surrounded by loved ones and miles and miles of tinsel. I'm Brian Dowling and this is Brian's Big Camp Christmas Chats. This episode is brought to you by Spotlight Oral Care. Spotlight Oral Care aims to create the best oral health products to educate and promote oral care empowering people to engage with true customized preventative oral care and make smiles happen. With a range of products that combine the latest advances in oral care research with the highest quality of clean ingredients and biodegradable packaging, you can rest assured when you invest in Spotlight Oral Care Essential, it's doing good for the planet too. With hero products including the sonic toothbrush and teeth whitening strips, you can use my discount code BRIAN25 For 25% off all products now at spotlightoralcare.com. The code BRINE25 is only valid till January 31st, 2021. Today, I have the only guest who actually had a Christmas number one. It's my magical and talented friend, Kimberly Walsh. Kimberly Walsh! Hello! How are you? And can I just point out that due to 2020 being the year that it is, you and I aren't. Together in person, we're doing this via modern technology. And you were wearing a stunning Christmas jumper.
1: I mean, any excuse to put a Christmas jumper on.
0: Actually, the last time we seen each other, I think was for your sister Sally's 40th at the end of last summer.
1: No, it would have been for, well, Arthur's 40th. Would yes. And that was it.
0: Yes, that's right. We were planning a planning a party for Arthur. You were all coming. And then we were like, it'll happen, it'll happen, it'll happen. And then we're like, no, let's just just cancel the party. I know, what a nightmare. Yes. So you, when I was um, chatting with you this morning, I'm so excited we're going to be chatting. And you were like, yeah, to get me in the mood, I'm knocking back the mince pies. (laughs) That
1: is an excuse to have a mince pie and a cup of tea. With mince pies, do you eat them a certain way or there's only
0: a certain mince pie you eat?
1: Yeah, I'm very fussy with them. Like I do understand the love hate. It can't have too much pastry. It's got to be just the right amount. Really, only the ho- the homemade ones do that. Oh,
0: so some would say you're a mince pie snob.
1: And I got these really nice homemade ones from the garden centre near me that I went to just for a trip out, you know, just because you're allowed to go in garden. Yes.
0: The the excitement. No, I, I'm not I, I'm not a mince pie fan. But I actually used to think it was meat. It was mince meat when I was younger. And I think that put me off.
1: I mean, that'll do it.
0: So would you, you like to go real at Christmas as opposed to fake with a Christmas tree? You like the smell? There's
1: so many like really good trees now. I think that used to be the case when I was growing up because my dad always insisted that we got to touch the ceiling. And I think I've just taken that tradition on, like has to be huge, has to be real. Um, But thankfully now they do like non-drop trees. So actually, like they usually do last pretty well. I mean, after Christmas, it's like, okay, get it out. I think it's usually like starting to, but you can't can't beat the smell. And I don't know, there's just something about knowing that it's real that I love.
0: And you all heard it here, Kimberly Walsh saying it's gotta be huge.
1: It's gotta be big.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. There is a certain smell from a real Christmas tree.
1: Yeah, although Diptyque do an amazing Christmas candle, which I mean, they're they're a fortune, aren't they? But they are in it for like five minutes, and the whole house of a real treat.
0: I'm the same. With, I'm the same with Christmas candles. I start buying them in like October. So, how has 2020 been for you? And please speak freely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's been highs and lows. As there has probably been for everyone. I don't think I've had the worst time because. Uh, thankfully so lockdown happened in March I was just about to was literally in tech to open in sleepless the musical a week later and we got locked down so that was obviously a crazy time for everybody um but then because I kind of knew that we were hopefully going to come back with this show that whole lockdown did feel like I was kind of still working towards something that was going to happen Um, and we did manage to come back in August so I had like eight weeks of Kind of a bit of normality, like we got tested every day. So obviously that's not normal. But I was able to be in a musical on stage doing a show for six weeks, which was, I felt like very lucky to have had that. It's been tough. It's been hard for the kids, but they've done so well. Like the homeschooling did almost kill me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not (laughs) Everyone will agree with you here. People are nodding. They're like, yeah, I get it. I mean, literally I started with like the best intentions. I thought I was like teacher of the year, had all, like everything set out how I thought it was going to be and how I would feel when I achieved it. And Bobby like, he kind of like enjoyed it for a few weeks. And then he was like, nah, I just don't want to do this. I just want to go play Nerf battles with my brother. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Um, so yeah, we had our moments, but thankfully, I've got two boys, as you know. So they did have each other and they did really do well like entertaining themselves and it was hot. So I was making cocktails by three o'clock in the afternoon. Like, that's oh, what I-
0: This sounds like heaven. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you for lockdown three. You were saying there about Christmas and, you know, your dad with the, with the, the big, huge tree that was touching the ceiling. What does Christmas mean to you now? Especially, I suppose, being a mom.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, well, you know what? You know what, me and my family are like, very much like yours. Crazy. Yeah, crazy, I was going to say close, but crazy is probably also. Crazy and close, crazy and close. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But family is obviously like a massive thing and we're always all together. Um, And it's still like that now for me. That's still the main focus for me is is just all being together. and that's why I do think it will, be, it will be a little bit tough this year if it's not quite the same. But I don't know. We're just going to have to get through it somehow, aren't we? We can still make up for it next year because usually we are we like the Bond traps, you know, singing musical songs and do it. Like my mom breaks out on the piano, plays a few carols. Like it is, I will miss that.
0: For me, I'll always think of Christmas. It makes me feel very young. When I think of Christmas, I, I, I always, I'm the same age. I'm f- trying to barge into the, the sitting room to see what Santa's brought me. I think that magic is still with me.
1: There's just literally not a better feeling than that, is there? I think that's what we do now as adults. I think we, we try to go back to how we felt then. And the reality I do find of Christmas Day is not quite how I think it's gonna be. It's never as magical as it, sh- as it is in your head. That's why I kind of like the build up more than the actual day, because I think it does that for me as well. I just think back to how it felt to be a kid and that magical feeling. You can still kind of like bottle it a little bit. It's the
0: excitement. And also it was the fear of Santa. And it was also the fear that if you saw him, what might happen? Because you were almost afraid of him.
1: Yeah, totally. Like you didn't want to open your eyes and see him really like terrified. It's like. You don't really want that. My kids are still a little bit young where I'm like, I'm trying to put that fear into them so they don't wake up at like five o'clock on Christmas day. I'm like, just do not wake up too early because you could interrupt him. Like,
0: stay in your room. It's the fear. You put the fear in them so they don't.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm trying to do at the moment. And also the bribery that you can do throughout December. It's just amazing. Literally. Everything is. Okay, I think Santa heard that. Yeah, I might have to tell him about that. And now, because Santa does messages on the Alexa. Right. They think, they think. oh, well, he can completely hear literally everything we're saying now because through the Alexa, so quite good.
0: I might try that with Arthur. <laughs> tell me, do, you, do your boys, Bobby and Cole, have they got the, the elf on the shelf? Some people do get carried away and you're like how do you find the time and the effort and the imagination to put that much effort into all of this?
1: I know but I guess this year we will have the time so there's no excuse really I better get creative.
0: (laughs) Christmas song for you at Christmas what's your favourite Christmas song?
1: There's, There's like there's so many Christmas songs that I love for like pure like nostalgia reasons but then when I listen to them I'm like they're not actually that good but they do really make me feel Christmassy. But for me to like have a proper like dance and sing along, it's a cheesy one, but it has to be Mariah. Which oh is yes. Our generation. But maybe that's why I feel like it just came at the right time where I was obviously obsessed with her. And it still holds up. There's just not many of them that do. What year was that? Was that the nineties? Yeah, I think it was nineties, wasn't it? Was it
0: We would have been in school still?
1: Yeah, uh, I think we were.
0: Sing a bit for me. Let me see if I can remember it. Go.
1: All I want for Christmas is you. Oh. oh, baby. I mean, no one can like Mariah, but you get the idea.
0: Sorry, was that
1: not Mariah?
0: <laughs> and by the way, I can see Kimberly, and I was, I was expecting the fingers. I was expecting this to go. Hey, hey. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is a classic song, and the older. I've actually gotten, when it comes to my Christmas songs, I'm now kind of going back to the old-fashioned Christmas carols. Like the one uh, I like at the moment, I've actually, I've liked it, it was my mom's favourite one, is The Drummer Boy. Oh, I love The Drummer Boy. You know, come, they told me, pa I won't sing anymore. <laughs> but I just love that. And also, Silent Night.
1: They're nostalgic,
0: that's why I think. Yeah, but I think Mariah, would Mariah's get me up to dance in a nightclub? When we used to be able to go to nightclubs, oh, remember that feeling?
1: Well, it did make me, they played Mariah's sweat. no, honestly, they played Mariah in like a, the Phoenix, have you ever been to the Phoenix bar near, um, near the Dominion? It's like a cabaret type, No. The, a thespian. The, thespian, darling. They played that at like at our rap party, which was like November. And everyone was a bit like, okay, this is a lot. Like this is very early, but everybody still went for it.
0: Oh, I wonder if we could do that now.
1: Oh, I do miss, miss
0: those times. Do you have a favorite Christmas drink or like a cocktail?
1: Um, oh, she's you know, thinking,
0: she's thinking, She's this no, is a serious I'm, question.
1: I do, but it has to—it has to be like a proper one, like plenty of spices in there, not too sweet because it's a bit—if it's too sweet, it's a bit sickly. Um, but the 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 drink that reminds me of Christmas and makes me feel the most Christmassy is actually Bailey's, which is not something I drink ever drink at any other time of the year. But I think when I was like, this is probably not really a great thing to say, about my dad used to let me have a little little bit at Christmas, you know. We're not here to judge, Kimberly, this is a safe space. You know, you've met my dad, so it's not. Yes. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I just feel like I felt like that was such an exciting thing that I was allowed to taste Baileys at Christmas before bed. And now I literally get transported back to my mom's house in Bradford and like being in my little dressing gown on Christmassy nights drinking it. So I usually will have a, a Baileys at Christmas as well.
0: Now, is this Baileys in a, in a goblet glass? Is there loads of ice? Is it cold?
1: I'm one for ice, actually. Like, loads of crushed ice. And then...
0: We, as you know, you, uh,
1: you have known Arthur. You know Arthur so well. He
0: toured with you guys for years and did all your videos and stuff. And you know that Arthur does not drink. So, one Christmas, years and years ago, I'm going back, 2004, five, maybe, my dad give Arthur some Baileys and Arthur's like no no I don't drink that's not even his accent I cannot do an impression of my husband right and he drank like a tumble of Baileys I'm so drunk I'm so drunk he was falling around the kitchen
1: see Arthur drunk I've literally every single tour I would try so hard he's just not having it you I did not know that (laughs) him to have like a drink There was a couple of guys on that tour that didn't drink actually. Aaron never drank as well. And I was just like, come on guys, live a little. But with Arthur, in fairness, he's still literally the life and soul and amazing without it. So I'm just jealous really that he can be that fun without alcohol. I know, you and I are the same. (laughs) Of Arthur on our tour bus, dancing to um, the Dream Girl song, The Big Number. And he, I don't know what, he makeshifted some sort of feather boa out of a dressing gown and was going up and down the aisle of the tour bus to that really fast dream girl song. And it's literally one of the strongest memories from any of the girls allowed tours that I've got. It was just amazing.
0: And that's why this podcast is called Brian's Big Camp Christmas Shots. <laughs> so when he actually was that drunk on the Baileys, we had to put him to bed. No way. What for I- little?
1: Come on, Arthur. Man up,
0: Arthur. Literally, it was like an egg cup, maybe, of Baileys. I'm so drunk, I'm so drunk. (laughs) And there's me, a bottle of vodka down, and I'm like, what's going on? What's happening? (laughs) Actually, we always have a laugh when you and I go out. And I think what's really fun about you is you are a bit like me. You don't hold back on a night out or, you know, where you are or what you're doing. It's all about embracing fun.
1: We do. We get very caught up in the moment, in the fun, and we just go for it. But we have got quite a few good night outs to remember, which at these times, at these times, you're grateful of all those experiences, to be honest. Like, I'm still recovering from my 40th birthday. Like, I'm, I, I'm still recovering from that. And
0: that was two years ago. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, speaking of positive things, is there any particular Christmas or memory? If I was asked you your best Christmas
1: memory. Yes. So there was one that really sprung to mind when you said that. Um, and it was that age, I think, where you're starting to wonder whether Father Christmas is real. You know, yeah. maybe he's not. And as you, you know, like we, there's four of us in our family. We grew up with like not loads of money to spare yeah. I realised how tough Christmas must have been for my mum and dad Uh, and you know, you ask for stuff don't you? You don't have a clue that you're putting that pressure on them and that particular year there was only the three of us I think at that point actually, Sally, me and Adam and we all asked for a new bike, a brand new bike and I remember thinking if we get these bikes he's real for sure, there's absolutely no way we're getting it if not Yeah. we walked into the living room that that Christmas morning and there it was a glimmering like princess bike, glitter, wow. little front. Probably never really had anything brand new before at that point. I'd always just had something passed down from Sally. Adam had a yeah. BM. Sally had a lilac bike. And I was just like, oh my God, he's real. And it was just like the best Christmas ever.
0: Isn't it so weird that, you know, I think our upbringings are very alike and, you know, there's there's seven of us. You look back and you go, how did our parents actually do it? And how did they deliver year after year?
1: Uh, what pressure they were under, though. It's, it's tough, you know, for people. And it, and not to take it on a downer, but it will be tough for people this year as well. Mm-hmm. And I really people, like, whatever you do, that's the best that you can do. And that just has to be enough. Like, kids you know they get so much all year round like i just hope people don't put too much pressure on themselves but there's nothing you can do it is what it is but yeah how did they do it seven i mean that's the whole of the story arthur and i were out shopping during the
0: day just in newbridge picking up some bits and pieces and i seen the gentleman that were putting up all the big christmas decorations the big wreaths and the lights and the stuff and i got this feeling of going oh my God, actually, where is Christmas spirit this year? Because everyone was walking around, masks on, staying away from each other. And I said to Arthur, I was like, we have to do the best we can this year with Christmas spirit. Even if it's saying hello to someone on the street or saying happy Christmas, because it's Christmas. It really is the most amazing, precious time of the year. And personally, my favorite time of the year.
1: Yeah, same. But you're right. It, it, there is a much bigger picture and, you know, Christmas spirit is massively important. And like, I always make sure that we do do a few things like that just for the kids to know that it isn't just about writing a list to Santa and hoping that it all ends up there. You know, we've got like some elderly neighbours and the kids will go drop round mince pies or chocolates or whatever, just have a moment with them. Like usually they'd go in and sit with them for a bit which we can't do this year. So I just have to be a little bit more creative, might just leave a few little hampers for people in the, like around where we live. Cause you're right, it's, you do it because it makes you feel good and because you're making someone else feel good. And it's important, isn't it?
0: I think if people needed Christmas cheer any year, it, oh that Christmas cheer, any year, it could have been a wrap, (laughs) (laughs) it would be
1: 2020. Definitely. You've actually made me really think about that though. Like, I'm going to focus my attention on that a little bit more instead of worrying about what I'm buying people that are close to me. I'm going to think about things I can do for other people.
0: You see, Kimberly, because that's the kind of person I am. Inspired me. Saint Brian.
1: But it is true though. I do love that. And that's what you used to get by seeing like family members that you don't see maybe the whole rest of the year. Yeah. When- Even just that one time, it did kind of, it gave you that Christmas spirit, like it felt different and you feel like you're giving something back to people. And I've not been
0: to Christmas mass, oh my God, 10 years or more. And I've said this year, if we can, I'd like Arthur and I to go to mass on Christmas Eve. Because there is something quite, whether you're religious or not, there's something quite magical about going to the church and seeing the nativity, or you know, the crib, and seeing the big Christmas tree and hearing people sing those songs.
1: Yeah, do you know what we we don't do that traditionally in my family? But I always think of all the of all the like religious things that people do. That is one that I think I'm so I'm kind of jealous of. And we do have a really lovely little church up the road. I don't know if that's something that they do, but like you say, just to hear people sing carols in real life, like. I don't know. I might look into it and see. Surely you can pop in or even just stand outside and listen to it.
0: Yeah. It's so weird though that you're having to say, oh, I don't know. Can we? It's so weird. I'm still I'm still not used to it. I'm honestly not. So we talked about best Christmas memory and that was really great and it was magical and it was really meaningful. Now I want to hear, is there one that sticks out for being the worst Christmas memory I hope it's something funny and not really sad where you're
1: traumatized I don't really have any bad ones I'm just one of those people that is so bad at pretending to like something I can't my reaction happens before I have a moment to like to gather my thoughts as to how I'm going to pretend I like it So I've just, I've had a few like nervous laughter situations when people have given me stuff that I know is just like, obviously like so wrong for me. And then what a terrible person I am. That's the reality is laughter. And then I have to try to come up with some sort of elaborate excuses to why I'm laughing. No, 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 I love it. I just, um, I just didn't expect it. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, with age, I've got better at it. Um, but yeah, I'd rather just not open it in front of people, to be honest, because I'm just worried they am going to like it and do the worst expression ever.
0: When it comes to, when I was younger and, you know, Christmas presents, I was like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to get. I wonder what I'm going to get. And I would put pressure on, you know, boyfriends or, you know, partners at the time. And the older I've got, I'm less really worried about that side of it. Because I would put so much pressure on Arthur to get me stuff. Yeah, what were you like with presents and stuff?
1: That to him. He already finds the whole thing so stressful that I tried to take this stress away from him because I can see literally November comes round it's my birthday and he starts to retreat into like an anxious zone and then by the time we get to Christmas he's just like oh I can't think of anything else to get you. Um, so a couple of years we've even just said to each other like we're not going to buy like, like let's take that stress out of both of our heads because we don't actually care and we don't really need anything And then just focus on everybody else. But this year, I feel like, because it's been such a crap year, I actually do some (laughs) stuff.
0: I love the way that completely flipped. i done a 360. Like some stuff. (laughs) You're like, normally, you know, it's not really about me and it's about giving. But this year, I want everything. Do you remember a time or a year when you went OTT with like extravagant gifts or received something really extravagant. And you thought, wow, this is amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like I've ever had any massively extravagant gifts given to me, but there was one year and it was quite like early days, like hype of the band, where Harrods gifted us all like a 20,000 pound store credit card. Are you fucking kidding me? And I literally was like, oh my God, is this what being in a band is like? Mental, and so literally that year, everybody got an amazing
0: presents. You like what was that like? Especially what you were saying to me there—you know, having hand-me-downs and you know having the the family life growing up and stuff—and then to be given that Harrods card of twenty thousand pounds to say Happy Christmas. Yeah, even now it's a lot of money. So back then, I can't imagine what you were like. How do you spend that?
1: Honest, um, and uh, it was it was bizarre. It felt like it was all part of this like new crazy world. But I now realise that was a real like one off thing that was crazy. But then I was like sat in Harrod's personal shopping, just like choosing what I'm going to get. <laughs> yes. Could you bring me a, an array of diamond rings to choose for my mum, please?
0: Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I bet you, Sa- Sally. Was, Sally was like, "What will she get me?" Yeah. But what an amazing memory. Kimberly to have at such a young age.
1: First time that I went home after getting into Girls Aloud, so the first time I'd been home at all for months, was literally Christmas Eve of that year after just getting in the band and finishing promo. And then I was watching myself performing Sound of the Underground on Christmas Day, which is obviously something that we all did at that time. We watched Top, Top of the Pops, so it was yeah. a thing back in the day. And I do feel like that was a kind of surreal experience to have. Also,
0: my God, yes,
1: I didn't even think
0: about this. You had a Christmas, how many Christmas number ones? Have you had one with Sound of the Underground? Christmas number one, yeah. But I remember that was, with the show, it was whoever got to number one got the record deal and had all the success. And you were going against the boys. Of course, what's it like having a Christmas number one? Wow,
1: that's iconic. That's cool, actually, because you never forget a Christmas number one. They're always logged somewhere, aren't they? And actually, I do feel like Sound of the Underground is one of the most well-known songs of our group, like widely. That and The Promise, to me, I feel like most people have heard it. And I think that's probably why with Sound of the Underground, if something's a Christmas number one, it gets played quite a lot and it's yeah it is quite iconic and
0: i think it's the intro to the sound the ground the way the music starts wow that at the start of it
1: <laughs> and
0: it's not exactly a christmas song at all at
1: all oh we make us do like a b-side of stay another day just because it was like obviously this is not christmas day, but it was i mean it was pretty shite to be honest it's not something i'd be googling to try
0: and listen to guys do you know I'm going to go on Spotify when we leave here and I'm going to be listening to that on the way home? You've got to go away. Won't just yeah. stay
1: another day. Do you think I can
0: sing? I can't sing.
1: Not well, but you can sing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can sing, just not very well. Oh, you'd be a horrible judge. I still can't get over that 20 grand gift card from Harrods. That, like, I'm going to see if anyone else can top that. During the season of this chats, let's just say, did you get something where you kind of thought not enough? Let's not say expense. Let's just say maybe not a thought or
1: effort or maybe expense. No, I, I to be honest, I've got a really random memory and I don't know why this sticks in my head. But I think it was like an auntie bought me for Christmas, like a really awful woolly hat that would never, ever be worn by somebody of my age at that time. And you know when you open something and you're like, I'm sure this cannot have been bought for me. But rather than actually caring about the gift, like you say, because I mean, who cares? It's a hat, whatever. It was more that I was actually a bit hurt because I was like, there's no way that they actually bought this for me. Like they literally have just wrapped up some random hat and given it to me. I was a bit offended. I just like I am about the thought process. I do I put myself through it a lot trying to make sure that I think of something that I, that I hope people will love. Like, I think we all put ourselves under too much pressure, don't we, with that? But if people don't put any thought in, it does annoy me a little bit. I'd much rather have something inexpensive and thoughtful.
0: Uh, your face completely changed when you were talking about that hat. You were literally like this, I mean, and your nose was like, ugh, disgusted. That's still haunting you, Kimberley. It's a bit of a weird one, but hey. Let's hope your aunt doesn't listen to this episode of Brian's Big Cam Christmas Chats. Do you do you do New Year resolutions or are you more about the Christmas side of things and New Year you're like, nah?
1: I hate New Year's resolutions. I hate people that talk about them. The whole thing annoys me. I don't know why. I think it's probably my own issues because I feel like, oh, don't put pressure on me that I need to do something. Like, look, we all know in the New Year you, you got to rein in the old diet in a little bit. Like we all know that. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to ruin our Christmas by thinking about it. Um, And also just making a resolution. You're just putting pressure on yourself. If you want to change something or do something or improve, then just do it. But don't, like, make a resolution. I think some people need to almost put that pressure on themselves, whereas I'm more like, if my head's in the right place, I'll do something. If it's not, it will never happen anyway. I'm really referring to dieting. (laughs) (laughs) i won't do it like i just won't
0: but no i i think with the whole the dieting thing is i think you have to mentally convince yourself but i don't i'm not one i'm not big on it to be honest do you like going out Is new year's eve a thing for you or are you happy to kind of stay in or do you like going out we can't this year for obvious reasons but normally would you
1: so when i was younger like in my 20s then obviously i'd, I'd want to do the hot, a proper big night out you know Club night out, blah, blah blah, but not for the last ten years. I've actually done a lot of New Year's Eve parties at mine, and they've been so good. Like dinner party, and then it does usually turn into a, a proper party as well. But like, you know, a nice group of people that you can still have a laugh with. But I don't know. I think obviously it's age in it, but I, I'm quite happy with that these days.
0: We talked about their Christmas song, which was Mariah. I probably should ask you: Is there a Christmas go-to movie? That just gets you. Is there, oh, okay,
1: what is it? Family one. um, And it's an old classic. It's Santa Claus the movie. Because in our family, we traditionally, we watched it every single Christmas Eve, literally before bed. And to me, in my head, that is Father Christmas. Like that's how it all is. Like it's that.
0: You're going to the original one back in the day. And that's how Santy looks. I agree. We call him the vintage Santa.
1: Yes, the vintage Santa and, you know, the poor little homeless boy and that journey that he goes on. Again, like Christmas spirit, what it's really all about. I just really love that movie. The kids are not quite there with me yet, but they're quite young. What do they, is it the Grinch for them? What do they like? Uh, they love the Grinch and Home Alone they love, which I do. I love both of those too, but it's not the, the, the iconic one for me. And the, in our family, it's all about that.
0: We are on episode three of the series, so I can actually confess to something here. Kimberly, I've never said this publicly before. I have never watched all of Home Alone 1. I don't think I've ever seen Home Alone 2. And I've definitely never seen Home Alone 3.
1: Doing Macaulay's face at this moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've not. I've not. Don't shame me for that now. And Arthur I keep saying, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Maybe we shall do it this Christmas.
1: It is so Christmassy. Like, literally, it's amazing.
0: What are your hopes or plans for 2021?
1: I mean, I think everyone in the same headspace that we just would be literally grateful of some normality back, I think. I think that's the only good thing and a positive light we can take from this year is that we're going to be so much more grateful and appreciative of the really simple things. And we know we don't really need to rush around in the crazy way we probably did before. I know that's definitely been a bit of a thing for me. I used to take the kids here, there, everywhere. I was constantly like racing around town. And actually, they've not really cared about that they've been really happy to just be at home. Uh, but yeah, I, what I just feel, I do feel slightly weird about not knowing what next year brings, because this year has been so weird. So I know probably the same for you. So work-wise, it's all a bit like, oh, well, what is gonna be happening? So I have nothing in, in place, which is weird, but also what can you do?
0: I suppose for you as a you know performer, singer, an actress, you know, that's what you do. And you don't know there's such uncertainty around the industry that you're in.
1: No, there really, there really is. And I know there's a lot of hope that everything will be completely normal by spring, but I'm not, you know, I'm not completely convinced that that is the case uh, at the moment. I feel like you've just got to like take each month as it comes and just hope that we can get back to some sort of normality.
0: When I said about you doing, uh, you know, musicals and stuff, I just had the memory of you playing Fiona in Shrek. Yes. When was that? That was amazing.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. I really, like the kids would love that now. Like I'm like, I, I feel like, damn, I should have waited really till I had kids to do a role like that. Cause they would love it. Um, it was a really fun one.
0: Yeah, I remember Arthur and I going to see
1: that. That was uh, nine years ago, because I would turned 30 while I was in it. Wow. Um, you were there. Yes. I um, remember when all the theatre people came, it was um, in town. So, yeah. That doesn't if- seem,
0: that I would have said maybe five years ago, it doesn't seem it was that long ago. How are we, you and I, ageing? What do you think it is?
1: I've got no ring light on me or anything.
0: <laughs> I, Arthur and I need to invest in a ring light. We did get a ring light and we thought this ring light was going to be absolutely amazing. And it was shipped over from a different country and we got it. I'm I literally better using a torch.
1: It does nothing. 30 quid off Amazon. It's not bad, is it? I mean, I don't know. You can probably see. It's, it's doing something, I think. No, you look good. Get the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> so does a glass of champagne. Not look great in real life right
0: now <laughs> it's so weird it's like you were saying earlier we're so used to now putting a little Paris on Instagram you know or a little something something it's so strange
1: bad it is actually a little bit bad but then also do I really want to know the reality do I want to look at my actual face every day I don't know if I do I don't look at Paris for very long I just walk past them and then look at myself on Instagram and think oh she's doing all right
0: Oh, in our 20s, wasn't it so, much easier, Was it so much easier, Kimberly, wasn't
1: it? I refuse to to be a slave to it as well. I'm like, actually, like, if you don't look at yourself that much, it's, it don't really bother you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I promised myself I am not aging gracefully. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not doing it. I cannot wait, you know, to start getting proper stuff done.
1: Like the eye bags lifted up. I feel like I need that doing the neck. I've literally done nothing and people are constantly telling me I should at the moment so I know I've got right now. You know, and people are like kind of in a way trying to be like, would you not try a little bit? Would you not do a little And I'm like, okay, I get it, but I'm, I'm a little bit scared. And I was going to try and age gracefully, but I can't promise it's going to stay like that.
0: Listen, if I send you a Christmas present and it's, you know, for injectables, don't be offended.
1: No, I'll just take <laughs> It is
0: quite scary, though, because I almost feel with people, we're all obsessed, and especially with Instagram, about how we look. And I think there's more pressure on girls, for sure. But it's almost like you're criticised if you don't, and then if you do, you're also criticised. There really is no middle ground.
1: There isn't. The only people who are not really criticised are the ones that have probably had it, but you can't really tell. So people think, oh, they look great, but they've probably had it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kimberly Walsh, thank you so much for having this chat. And you've given me Christmas cheer. But I do think we both agreed that we do need to inject more Christmas spirit into 2020.
1: Yeah, no, uh, that's definitely what I'm taking away from this. And I can't wait to see you both in real life and squeeze you. That
0: will be in 2028. When, <laughs> when the guide li- guidelines are lifted and we can travel. <laughs> oh, no,
1: my 40th, my 40th is our goal. I know that's a year away. Yeah. But that's kind of a realistic goal.
0: I think you found this uh, chat very educational and you're welcome because I've told you <laughs> Christmas spirit. Happy Christmas. Arthur and I love you lots and we can't wait to see you soon. Merry Christmas, Brian and Arthur. Happy Christmas, darling.